You know how professional I am? I'm going to do this for you. Makes no difference. <laughs> do you know what make a difference to your life? Being divorced. Oh! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. But leave me in penury and loveless, heartbroken and... On the street. Destitute. <laughs> I think you should buck up your ideas. You would divorce me over just making fun <laughs> of the way that you present a podcast. Phil Collins has done it for less. What did he divorce someone for? I don't know, but he, di- he let her know via a fax. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what? I looked her up because I thought she'd be a belter because of Lily Collins. And she was a belter. Because he's a funny looking little fucker, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to see the interview everyone is going to be talking about. Wagon wheel, what to see? What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. Then we become divas as opposed to just strong women. Ah, oh, coughing during my interview, really? It feels uh, reductive. Hello and welcome to Little Diva Energy, your fortnightly slice of something extra. My name is Holly Morgan, I'm obsessed with divas and my husband Tom is also here. Somebody feed Tom. We've both got new glasses, visual medium, but we'll put a picture up. It's going to be an even better visual medium, isn't it? Yeah. To be able to see it. To be able to fucking see. Tell you what, we've also got matching glasses which we didn't realise in the shop, so we look like we're, well, in a cult or... It's like, I don't know, like we're on some sort of, like we're sex Respect people. Sa- <laughs> or Respect Savers Respect advert. Respect Savers advert. Sex Savers. Sex, sex Savers, that's us. I blame Sharon. Sharon and Respect Savers. Yeah. She's got quite an aggressive sales manner. <laughs> she's very friendly. She laughs a lot and smiles, well, but it still, it still feels quite aggressive. Yeah. She's also a bit touch and go on coronavirus. So... Emphasis <laughs> <laughs> on the touch. <laughs> touch and go. Doesn't really believe in it. Thinks it might be a conspiracy. Sharon, we need to have a word. Right, so she's not a diva of the week because divas believe in COVID. True that. Put that on a tea towel. That's fact. Right. Ah, isn't, doesn't Madonna, is she quite dodgy on her? No, no, no. She she, mm. she believes in it. She just doesn't think. She a, thinks it's a government conspiracy. There was a blip where she thought it was uh, rich people had a cure or something. Okay, that's fine. You can have a cure for something that exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just that the cure doesn't exist. Yeah. Wouldn't she have it? What if she was a rich... What? I mean, she's one of the richest people in the world, surely. So she'd have the cure? You'd assume so, wouldn't you? She's talking about, like, lizard people, Rich. I can't quite remember the story. I remember that Annie Lennox clapped back at her about it. And she's been a bit quiet ever since. (laughs) She kept her head down. As you would if Lennox came for you. Fucking hell. Yeah, you would. Avoid getting it taken off. Yeah. Yeah. Non-consensual Lennox do. (laughs) Feedback from our second part on Gwen Verdon. Had a lot of feedback? A lot of feedback. Yeah. Uh, people are... Trawling through it. <laughs> like a North Sea fisherman. Look, none of you write to us. <laughs> Get a cards on the table, cards guys. Cards on the table, guys. We keep asking you. We keep providing with email addresses, with Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts. All for naught. I'm going to deactivate them. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I throw my toys out. Look, you know how we can't hear you now? We could hear you if you wrote your things down. This dynamic can shift. You have the power to shift it. Right in. Okay? Now there's going to be loads of under duress emails coming like, <laughs> hi. hi. Okay, so glad. now we've told you all off. Um, I Best way to build a brand? I'm just, any. I'm going to elongate this uh, Gwen Verdon series just so I get to speak to Robert every week. <laughs> it's just, a, he referred to it, I noticed, listening back to it. <laughs> 
the second part as our podcast. <laughs> yes. And that is appropriate. We've just basically just welcomed him on board as like a third-party contributor. Yeah, I want to adopt him. He's just him. the third host. Yeah. He's so brilliant. I love him so much. He's got big diva energy. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's tangible. It's real. Uh, we sent him off on a little vacay with a copy of Mariah Carey's biography. So it'd be good to check in with him on his thoughts. I have. I, I made a lot of headway initially with the book. Then stalled a little bit. That's not Mariah's fault, actually. But tonally, the first half is a bit of a downer. Oh, yeah, well, understandably. <laughs> yeah, she had a really tough childhood. Um, and she bears a grudge <laughs> <laughs> against her siblings. Um, and you know what happened? You read about that tough childhood and you went, this isn't what I want to be reading. <laughs> and you put it down. <laughs> Get to the bit where you do extra stuff. Uh, so far, I can tell you that she had stylistic quirks, which include... Writing darling in in italics. D-A-H. Yeah. Whenever she's... Um, Hyphenated? Darling? No, all one word. Darling. Whenever she's like, I know I'm being extra darling, which is fun. Isn't it darling? If you're Hindersley. being extra. Darling <laughs> <laughs> uh, being, I don't know, some darling. backwater British town. Um, no, darling, you're like darling. Oh, darling. I don't know. If Ask you're Mariah. being extra... Darling is posh. If you're being extra. She does think she's the queen, yeah. though. She is the queen. She is the queen. She's and a un- queen. And unlike the queen, she uh, gets carried around in a chair when she wants to. We faced that out after the Raj, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mariah. It's, it, it's actually very well written, to be fair. I don't think she wrote it. She wrote it with someone else, so she had So she, met, she spoke it to someone who wrote it. Yeah, who's put in the odd simile. Which is fine. Spag. <laughs> Just keeping an eye on maps and fops. <laughs> That's the thing that only you and I know. So I'm going to trust that that gets edited Something out. you teach 11 plus students. There we go. For metaphors uh, and alliteration and stuff. Um, that said, considering you have taken a little break from it, you've still dedicated yourself admirably, which I'm really proud of you for, uh, to our brand new segment, which we can now uh, present to the listeners which shall be henceforth known as Holly Morgan reads from Mariah Carey's autobiography. Her voice, I'm not going to do an impression. I would avoid it. It takes too long. She speaks very slowly. But in singing, I also found a connection to my mother, a Juilliard-trained opera singer. As I listened to her doing vocal exercises at home, the repetitions of the scales felt like a mantra, soothing my frightened little mind. Her voice went up and down and up and up and up, and something inside me rose along with it. I would also sing along with the beautiful, angelic, soulful Minnie Ripperton's Loving You and follow her voice up into the clouds. I would sing little tunes around the house to my mother's delight, and she always encouraged me. One day, while practising an aria from the opera Ricoletto, she kept stumbling on this one part. I sang it back to her in perfect Italian. I might have been three years old. She looked at me, stunned. And at that moment, I knew she saw me. I was more than a little girl to her. I was Mariah, a musician. (laughs) And other things that didn't happen. (laughs) There you go. Thanks. That was wonderful. I'm sure the listeners already enjoyed that. And we've already contributed to her sales. Yep. (laughs) lest it be misunderstood she needs the money (laughs) um yeah so mariah in on the publicity trial for this book has uh 
just just so we were aware, not included a man she was engaged to in the book because she didn't think he was significant enough to go in. And that's fine because she's Mariah Carey. She can do what the fuck she wants. <laughs> so feedback is, I'm reading the book. I'm taking my time with it. It's just about to get interesting because she's just getting famous, which is great. That's funny because last night I stumbled across you in bed reading a book about Mary Quant. Yeah. What's the matter? Not getting your diva where you need her? <laughs> diva where you need her would be an amazing hand, like handy person service. As a per- <laughs> to do what? <laughs> do you know what? They're bringing back changing rooms. Kick off Handy Andy and bring in Diva Yanida. Oh, that is good, actually. I should work in television. Um, they could get Nikki Graham. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Imagine her fixing the heating. <laughs> it's cold! <laughs> it's so cold! Ah! Amazing. Oh, Carol Smiley coming. She'll be like, who is she? Carol Smiley. Who is she? Not in the reboot. <gasps> mm-hmm. Where is she? Smiley, smiley, Carol, smiley. I assume didn't want to be involved. Why not? I don't know. Probably over it. My dad used to work with Carol Smiley quite closely on the travel show in the 90s. She's banging. Love Carol Smiley. Maybe he could ask her then because she's not above changing rooms reboot. I'm going to tell you. (laughs) What does she do telly anymore? Fine, that's fine. If she does other, te- if I catch her on the telly and it's not changing rooms, it's going to be livid. Oh, I fucking hope Linda Bark is involved, or do you think she's still laying low after the teapot incident? <laughs> Would you go back on if you'd done that? <laughs> not in the slightest. The greatest. I'm trying to make a joke about teabagging, but Ooh. there's nothing there. Leave it. Um, so yeah, changing rooms is back in Diva News. Hard wall. Yeah, that that wasn't formally in the week in Diva. That was just my stream of consciousness so yeah now, uh, let's go live to Rich's Bitch live to the countryside live to the countryside it's like country file meets our podcast <laughs> diva file which Lovely. sounds like they've got a, a fetish yeah that does or an affliction okay <laughs> or it's like one of those things that you used to collect when you were little and you'd like file a fax remember they used to oh my god types. I had a spy file I had spy file yeah it's the best yeah I'd rather have had diva file can somebody please make that please get us on board to make a diva file we'll put this together we'll do all the contributions we should pitch this yeah we should pitch this to a publishing house yeah absolutely diva file diva file oh mate can you believe how Everton are getting on this season they are having a blinder son stairs to lose I think stairs to lose sorry if I'm a bit off so I was uh, down pub last night with Big Lee he's a bit of a fanny but my god he can drink I'm hanging out my arse a best guy actually got Steve here about a bit of chipboard. That was my heterosexual phase because last week he got some feedback that uh, Rich's bitch has turned into a gay news update. So get ready for more instalments of heterosexuality according to Richard Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Something else. Lee and Steve are a mood, aren't they? <laughs> yep. Rich's bitch is taking a real turn. Chipboard. Gotta go see a man about some chipboard. <laughs> is that what is that what Rich is? I think that's all he hears when straight people talk. <laughs> Everton. Yeah. Boy can he drink. <laughs> Still got quite camp though, didn't it, Richie? 
As a straight person as well, I do. <laughs> I do want to point out the extra funny bit about the fact that he chose Everton, which is a really, really odd choice of a football team. Isn't that the team that Bill Kenwright supports, which is why the the set of, Bill, of Blood Brothers has got Everton stuff? And you've just made it, it camp. There we go. All roads. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Why did you say he was in the country? Why? Well, we said at the beginning that he was in in the country. He is. Yeah, but we didn't really explain that. They're dog sitting, Rich's demonic do- <laughs> dog. What, what's it called if it's your stepbrother? Uh, Rich's mum's gone away and left them with the dog. <laughs> and the dog is the stepbrother. Well, it's 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 Rich's mum's other baby, isn't it? The monkey's his uncle. Half brother. <laughs> what? The dog's his half brother. I don't know. You know, like it's like it's like your mum's other baby. That's your half brother, right? Not if it's a dog. Oh, it's a fucking dog. I don't know. They're dog sitting They're for sitting his the mum. dog. His mum's dog. That's all it is. <laughs> They're looking after his mum's dog. Oh. Uh, she's a biter. Oh. <laughs> the dog. Yes. <laughs> not Kim Bell. When <laughs> I say Kim, not... you say Bell. Kim. Bell. Kim. Bell. Good. So, uh, yeah, back to the countryside now for Chris's coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, hi, guys. Just listening to your uh, podcast, the second part of uh, Gwen Verdon. I thought it was really informative and educational, actually. And it, it just occurred to me while I was listening. Obviously, um, Gwen won four Tony Awards during her career. And when I was younger, I used to actually live next to a guy called Tony. And interestingly, his wife was called Gwen. I just thought that was a really interesting coincidence. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Oh, yeah. That is a coincidence. That is... It's... It just gets spooky. No, but like it is spooky. But you know those. I mean, it's it's no Bly House, but it's <sighs> it, it is spooky. The way that life m- has these little overlapping patterns, and I think Chris's coincidence really reveals that. Yeah. That the real sort of those elements of the world and the universe that we can't really understand. No. I mean, some might say it's a glitch in the matrix. Some might say it's completely random and it's not in any way a coincidence, but. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think what Chris is dealing... The things that Chris delivers us every week. Yeah. Every two weeks, sorry. Yeah. I don't think they can be explained. I don't think it's any exaggeration to say that Chris's coincidences can be found in the Mayan calendar. Or and or Nostradamus wrote about them. It might not be a coincidence, but it's, it's untrue. <laughs> it's factually incorrect, but... <laughs> We go live to the Weekend Diva. Weekend Diva! Changing Rooms is back. Changing Rooms is back. <laughs> Carol Smiley's not on it. Lawrence is. Lawrence is, and that's all you need. LLB. Yeah, can't wait. The Little Mix Kid is a, is a diva I wish to address. The Little Mix Kid? The kid at the Little Mix concert who oh. is giving his life and oh. has the biggest diva energy I've seen on the internet in ages. So, massive uh, shout out to the Little Mix Kid. The only person recently that I've seen with bigger diva energy is all of Little Mix. Yeah. Who have been, thankfully, on my television the last three weeks in a row. I think we we need to keep the Little Mix search out of the week in diva because it's ju- it's just, it should be taken as red. It's just culture. If you're not watching it, you, you're you not engaging with culture. Fact. I do want to make the point, which I was saying to you the other day, which I think is really great. And I don't know if it's been pointed out at all or enough, um, that it we watched... Jesse's. We watched Jesse's documentary. Mm-hmm. Is that on the list? 
No. No. We watched it, it, it yesterday and I cried a lot. Yeah. It made me really sad. Um, but um, especially to see my sweet, sweet Jay, um, not to be confused with my sweet, sweet Jade, mm-hmm. um, suffering so. Yeah. But then we watched The Rise Like a Phoenix, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. I kept trying to say to you. It, was, it is very It's sad. hard in the moment. It is really hard. It's really sad. Yeah. And it was really tough to watch. But what was amazing was then going on to watch last night's episode of Little Mix, The Search, and re- realising how many different shapes and sizes and beautiful colours, like, mm. all the contestants are. Yeah. And that there's an amazing gamut of people that they've clearly picked, and that's the, clearly the brief that they've given to the people yeah. doing the research for it. I just think it's amazing. Anyway, it's not very funny. It's just... It's just fact. Just really it's nice. Just sincere. Yeah. Look. Just another reason to watch Little Mix, The Search. Yeah, I, I think it's fine if we take any... Any glimmer of comedy out of this? This is this is a PSA. A serious business. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I tell you what, if you defund defund the BBC, that'll be gone, won't it? That'll Re- be out the window. Little makes a search, or yeah. one of Jesse's. Well, anything good will just be replaced by constant Top Gear. Yeah. So. They probably just like replace it with chat rooms where they just bring in members of Little Mix and verbally abuse them yeah. and encourage them to do it. Absolutely. Fucking cunts. Fucking cunts. Um, Whoopi Goldberg has announced that Sister Act 3 will be happening. Now, I'm more enthusiastic about that than Sister Act Live, the musical. I don't, oh, yeah. Because Whoopi's not... You shouldn't be playing... That That, that part's gone. Herself now. 30 years younger. That's gone. We don't need to see you do that. I would love to see you to catch up with Dolores now, though. <laughs> really into that. So is that not what the musical is? It's not like a follow-on? No, the musical was... Is, I believe it's the same musical that was in the West End a while ago. Just Whoopi's going to do it. Playing herself. Yeah. But I like, not to be garked, but she hasn't got the range. It's a big thing. Hmm. So, sorry if that's defamation, but I think... Is it defamation to say that somebody hasn't got the vocal range to sing a thing apart? If Uh. so, I've been defamed up and down the land. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I will be seeking legal redress. Oh, my God. Another stirring in the diva-verse. Corrie actress and all-round legend Nicola Thorpe. Incredible. What a diva. She's a queen. So first, she quite rightly took he who must not be named to task. I understand that's not very helpful, helpful on an oral medium, so I'll say his name, Lawrence Fox. That's the last time you'll hear it. Yeah. So basically, she called him out for being unequivocally, undeniably and publicly a racist and then he came for her. And in the greatest self-own, she yeah. described herself as a, as a D-list, uh, former soap star. Which uh, self-deprecating diva energy is a rare strain yeah. of the genus. But when it's found, it's very potent. She actually said, if he can't win an argument with a Z-list soap actress, then how is he going to run a political party? Which he has recently claimed he's going to do. Yes. To sort of be like UKIP, but worse. Yeah, and he's Sounds also like taken it. the name of a charity that works with giving opportunities to working class children. So just smashing it all round. Absolutely. He, can't, he just can't get anything right, can he? No. This un- overprivileged piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate him. Yeah. Honestly, I, I want... I. I think he's one of the only people in the in the world that I'd fully take a swing at, and I'm not a violent oh, person. Yeah. But if I saw him in the pub, I think I'd thump him. Yeah, right and square in his 
thing is, we shouldn't talk about him because this is what he wants. He's clearly got a publicist who is like, babe, you can't act. And despite the best efforts of your family to make you a thing, it's not happening. So we're going to have to make you Katie Hopkins. And it's working. So, like, let him get on with it. Yeah. And also, people do keep bringing Billy Piper into the conversation. We've all made mistakes. Some larger than others. And why did she divorce him? Because she wanted to. And it was quite frankly necessary. (laughs) And... She doesn't want her name... I don't want her name tarnished any further. She's got nothing to do with this. Nothing to do Stop with it. Stop bringing her into it. I hope she got that tattoo removed. Ooh. She had Mrs Fox mistakes. on her finger. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, I want that gone. Not that I can tell Billy Piper what, what tattoo she gets removed. <laughs> I want removed. that gone, Pipes. <laughs> I want that gone. <laughs> All right, BP. I want that. I want that off your finger. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it's gone. Nicola thought doubled down on being a diva by also helping out with the uh, exposure of the fact that Max Stafford Clark's back or attempting to creep out from under his stone. Um, so basically, Nicola has pointed out that Max Stafford Clark, who was l- quite rightly, how do we dis- expose? Removed, removed from his position. From his position at Outer Joint for lewd conduct, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment, including. A, the harassment of deep friend of the pod, absolute icon, Gina Abelins. Mm-hmm. So he's part of a programme in which, quote-unquote, prominent theatre people deliver lectures uh, to and are re- receive financial remuneration for their efforts. Just saying as well, strikes me, as you pointed out on Twitter recently, as a bit of a coincidence that the company's new, the new company's name bears quite a lot of resemblance to his old company's name. Mm-hmm. Not saying... That no. has anything to do with the naming of it or he had anything to do with it, but just strikes me as quite weird that they're quite similar. And weirdly, all the pictures that mm-hmm. they're using for the publicity are pictures from that old company. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, it's isn't weird, it? Yeah. That. yeah. It's almost like it's it's his company. Um, but almost. Almost but like, but not, but not it, it is not. Well, it might be. It, we just don't know, do who we? Who are we to say? However, we are to say that obviously the allegations against Max Stafford Clark and the his actions were in no way uh, should. We're not saying that it's the same thing to work with children to sexually harass adult women. We're not saying that at all. However, what I'm saying is, if you are removed from the position of authority for abusing said position of authority, I do not believe that you should get to capitalise on that on on your re- reputation pre. Uh, exposure for financial gain. I don't think that women like Gina uh, deserve that. Uh, Nicola Thorpe doesn't either because she has been very vocal on Twitter about it. So Good for her. She's a double diva. She's a DD. Not to be she's careful with the double diva. She's a double down diva, which means she's doubled down on being a diva. Yeah. A double diva is, for example, Robert Madge or Madonna. Oh, yes. Repeat divas. Repeat diva of the week. Excellent. Yeah, fine. Fair enough. Uh, it's, fl- about, it's, on, it's, it's a minor point, but I feel like it's a distinction that needs to be made. Good, good. In other diva news, Mariah Carey... Who dat? <laughs> ...released a picture of three deck chairs. What? Yeah. On a set with the uh, Christmas tree emoji. The names on the back of these deck chairs, they were initials. MC... A G and J H. 
causing rife speculation as to who the other chairs might belong to. Who do you think? Uh, Al Gore and Jeremy Hunt. Fair enough. Good guesses. She's getting into politics. Yeah. Bridging the gap. Yeah. Uh, Al Green. Mm-mm. Jimmy Hoffa. He's dead. Ponytail. <sighs> Ariana Grande. Who's JH? Spotlight. Digital fur technology. <gasps> <laughs> That's the speculation. Okay, but so there's been nothing proven. Uh, as we went to press? No. Oh. A Christmas project involving Ariana Jennifer Grande, Hudson, Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey. Shooketh. She is... I was about to say, making our life as podcasters about divas really difficult, which is actually making it really yeah. fucking easy. She's just generating that. She's generating content, content for on our fortnightly yeah. episode rounding up divas. Absolutely. So big news in the divaverse. Uh, flies are also having a moment that I would like to draw attention to. Flies, the, the like what hovers around our bin? Yes. Right. Yes. First, they came for Queen Sura in Bake Off. <laughs> and then... They came for they came for Mike Pence. So, flies not a partisan insect. Absolutely, cross party irritant. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we go now live to what did they do to Mike Pence? They were like hovering around his head, weren't they, in the debate? Oh yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. No, I do remember that. Yeah. That's presumably because of the sulphur, though, isn't it? I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that debate as well, Kamala Harris. Queen. Yeah, she's she's Diva News this week. Yeah, Maya Rudolph does a lovely Kamala as she well. She does. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yes. Yeah, she's she was great. Absolutely wiped the floor with that. Oh, it just really showed him up to be so lacking in ideas. <laughs> and that actually Trumpism really is just based around Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and that anyone else who's following his lead just doesn't, they, they don't have the, th- whatever the thing, the awful fucking thing is that mm. he has. Pence ain't got it. They don't got it. No. Um, but her, rather than obviously going in briefed that he was probably going to try the Trump trick of just constantly interrupting you when you're... Uh, uh, Mr. Vice President, can I just finish? Please? I'm you just speaking. Let me, I'm speaking now. Would you let me finish my point and then you can speak? Yeah. <gasps> I don't think there's a woman alive who has not got a hard relate to that moment. I'm speaking. Got a wide on for <laughs> Kamala Harris. Absolutely. Shutting Mike Pence the fuck down. <laughs> She's everything. Cheers. Um, so and she may be president one day because. Well, it depends how much they cheat, doesn't it? It does. Um, but, but no, as in she may literally be president because. Oh yeah, he's only going to do one term, and he'd be old. He's old, he's old. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Kamala, but she's not my diva of the week. My diva of the week. We're we doing diva of the week, are we? Yeah. Great. Have you got any more controps? Contributes? No. My diva of the week is a lady from Boston mm-hmm. with a heck of a set of pipes. Mm-hmm. Jujubee. <laughs> Close. Though she was actually born in Australia, I've just found out. But the music group she <laughs> is in uh, is from Boston. Uh, it's not Reuben. No, again, close. Uh, it's a lady named Rachel Price. Tell me more. Rachel Price is the lead singer with the band Lake Street Dive, and she's also a graduate of New England Conservatory of Music, just in case you're interested. Conservatory. However, she was born in Australia and grew up in Tennessee. Fantastic. Was I meant to say conservatory? Is it a conservatoire? <laughs> 
doesn't say I that believe there's a difference, <laughs> but I might be wrong. It says conservatory. It does say conservatory. Look, maybe that's how I've got that wrong. But I thought it was a conservatoire if it was for... Either music. I look really stupid right now or, or you look really pretentious. Yeah, right. I really you, hope it's Both are good. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why, like, what were you going to like say? Conservatory is like what your nana has put on at the back, right? Yes. And the conservatoire is like... It's where you study music. Where Mariah Carey's mum went, but Mariah didn't need to go because she could just... She could sing in fluent just... Italian at the age of three. <laughs> Sorry. She's not from an Italian family, is she? No. Yeah, so Lake Street Dive are in fact, uh, yeah, they're a band. And they have come into my attention, as has Rachel Price, uh, recently, because I've been watching a lot of Somebody Feed Phil, the probably not particularly well-known Netflix TV series, which stars Phil Rosenthal, who was the creator <laughs> and writer of Everybody Loves Raymond. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I tell you what I do love, Phil Rosenthal. He is, when you first started watching it, I didn't think he was well. I thought he might be like a competition winner or something. <laughs> it was, God. he's, he, but he, I think he is just one of life's innocence, isn't he? He truly is. He's a wonderful, wonderful man who goes innocently around the world uh, and all he requires is to be fed. So he goes all around the world, goes to different places, and then just visits loads and loads of food places. And it is a fantastic uh, recommendation. So if you're ever going anywhere, make sure that, to check if there's a somebody feed film mm. about that place. Because yeah. we got we used loads of his recommendations from New Orleans and Chicago, yeah. I think. However, the reason why I'm not... D, uh, Phil is not a diva. No. So it's not Diva of the Week. He's a very sweet man, but he's not a diva. Mm-mm. And also this programme's been going now for about... I mean, they released the third series last year, I think, or something like that. So it's not it's not new news. No. It's just that I've been watching it recently. Yeah. And the reason is... As with a lot of our content, it's not necessarily new. It's just new to us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why Rachel is being nominated this week as my diva of the week is because I can't get her voice out of my head. And that's because <laughs> she sings the unforgettable... Remarkably crazy theme tune. <laughs> theme tune. <laughs> Um, it's really extra, so I'm glad that it, it does. It definitely qualifies for diva news. Yeah, just in case anyone is interested in the lyrics, they go like this: A happy, hungry man is travelling all across the sea and land. He's trying to understand the art of pasta, pork, chicken, and lamb. <laughs> he will drive to you. He will fly to you. He will sing for you, and he'll dance for you. He will laugh with you, and he'll cry for you. There's just one thing he asks in return. <laughs> And somebody feed Phil. Do you know what I love about... There's so many things I love about that theme tune. Firstly, it's the solid A-A-A rhyme scheme. <laughs> sure. Followed by rhyming every... every Everything rhymes with you. You, 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 you. You know, that, it's, it's A-A-A-A-A-B-B-B-B-B. Which takes persistence. Sure. To get the art of chicken... <laughs> what is it? Chicken... Pasta, pork, chicken pasta, and lamb. Pasta, pork, chicken and into into a drink it's just so wonderfully over the top and unhibited which is very in yes. keeping with the show it is in keeping with the show in the sense that it's it's comp- i think what i really enjoy about rachel's delivery so much is that the song is so much like an actual song yeah. that some people might act, might listen to yeah. sort of soul tinged like 
bar rock. Yeah. Like, and she just completely po-faced. So I can't imagine how many takes that must have done. That must have, how many different takes that must have taken to get those lyrics down. <laughs> to sing as if you're actually singing a proper song. Yeah. But the lyrics are about... But the lyrics are about... chicken and lamb. I hope that's how they pitched it. I think Phil just went in with Rachel and was like, go, go for it, sing the song. <laughs> the happy, healthy man. Not healthy. What is it? Happy, hungry, hungry. man. Happy, hungry man. Does he dance for them? I don't think he does. They show him dancing very briefly in the credit, in the credit sequence. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's sort of a thing of him sort of like... Yeah, like bowing in his gums back yeah. and forth, and they say he'll sing for you. And then there's him sort of shimmying in a supermarket, <laughs> and it says he'll dance for you. Which uh, yeah, there's very little. It makes it sound much more sort of trial based in the mm. in the show. It makes it sound a bit like he goes to places and then has to do tasks for them, mm-hmm. and then they reward him with food. It's nothing like that. He literally just shows up and they feed him like a restaurant would. Yeah. I'd like to stress this is not a paid partnership with Netflix. Rich was unaware of the fact that this uh, would be coming up in the conversation. Yeah, sure, sure, fair um, enough. However, we are open to that if anyone wants to. If somebody feed Phil the show wants to sponsor this mm-hmm. podcast, we're really up for that. We we would prefer a little mix the search. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if we have to go for somebody we, feed we'll Phil. We'll take somebody feed Phil. We'll take it. We'll yeah. take it. So, yeah. So, um so yeah so Rachel Price is my diva of the week for that especially because whenever I listen to that theme tune the bit when they list all the things that he does he will sing for you he will dance for you that bit I always think that's going to say he will die for you (laughs) (laughs) which I like he will kill for you one thing he asks in return your firstborn (laughs) your firstborn child (laughs) Somebody feed Phil. <laughs> so get, give that a watch. So who's your diva of the week, Holly? My diva of the week is our youngest ever diva of the week. Oh, really? Younger than Robert Madge? Younger than Robert Madge. Oh, young Robert Madge. Beautiful, glowing oh, face. Beautiful. Younger so than youthful. springtime. Younger than Graham de la Cruz? Younger than Graham de la Cruz. Because Graham de la Cruz is 21. No, did he have a birthday recently? 22 now? Yeah, they're going backwards now. Oh, 19? Yeah. yeah. Oh, lovely. So it was a birthday. It was a birthday. No. Happy birthday, Graham, by the way. Sorry for missing it, babe. The youngest Steve of the week ever is Olive Feisch. Tell me about Olive Feisch, Holly. Olive Feisch has been born unto us via first ever guest, Nick Lamont. Nick and Paddy had a baby and she's beautiful and she's called Olive and she is absolutely brilliant. And they're already dressing her up in mad, mad outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Party out for Nick's birthday. Happy birthday, Nick. It's your birthday today. It is actually also Nick's birthday today. But you don't get deeper of the week. No, because you should learn this, that when younger people come along, they get the things you want. (laughs) So Olive celebrated by wearing a jaunty hat. Yes. Uh, she celebrated the release of The Haunting of Bly Manor two days ago mm-hmm. with Keeping by her dressing mum up as, all night. <laughs> <laughs> and by dressing as a ghost. Yes, yes, please. Um, yeah, so sentiment, sorry, not sorry. She's my diva of the week. A saviour that has been born unto the diva verse. Yes. Yes. Oh. Do you think Mariah and those three chairs were like the three wise divas <gasps> travelling to meet Olive? Oh my god, maybe. 
be incredible. Oh, who would be the shepherds? Um, Robert Madge. Robert Madge. Tim Curry. Oh. In full. In full Frankenfurter. Lovely. And Prince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, what do the shepherds do? They do the same thing, don't they? They, turn they just up. say he's on his way. They just see the star and the angel comes, I think. Okay. Yeah. So those three shepherds, mm-hmm. diva shepherds, yeah. Jack shepherds, mm-hmm. they have announced have announced Olive's coming. Mm-hmm. Then the three wise divas, yeah. Ariana, Mariah, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson, yeah. are traveling to meet her. Yeah. Well. Where she has been born unto. I think they'll probably bring her to them. Yeah, probably. Mariah especially ain't going to make that journey, is she? I don't know. She's been carried. Yeah, it's a long way. <laughs> From no. Hollywood to Gillingham, Kent. Want to give their num- the number of their house? or <laughs> And obviously been born unto the Virgin Mary of Divas, yes. Nick Fyche. Yeah. The Virgin Mary, because she was the first. She originated the podcast. This is this story writes itself. We've written Paddy out, notably. He, he God! <laughs> Famously. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Paddy is the God of Divas. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people really unhappy about that. I'd be like, first of all, I don't know who the fuck Paddy is. <laughs> Why is he suddenly the god of divas? Lovely. Who else was in that story? Crazy. We're like the cows. Yeah. Outside We're the manger. Lowing. We're lowing. <laughs> low. Mmm. <laughs> olive. Low, low, low. Um, I don't know who the Herod is. The one that tries to kill her. No, yeah. they've cut that bit out. Don't talk about that bit. <laughs> Uh, the Tories? The Tories are ah, the baddies. Great. Dominic Cummings Dominic is the Cummings Herod is in the Herod. story. So she will try, he will try and start getting rid of all the divas across the land mm-hmm. in an attempt to get rid of this born queen diva. Yeah. But not be able to get her because yeah. they move from Gillingham to <laughs> Chatham. Yeah. So they're not moving. No. Well, they've moved from Rochester, <laughs> where Paddy works, to Gillingham, where they live. It's all quite specific to us now, isn't it, this bit? Yeah, yeah. So, she's my diva of the week. That's a perfect diva. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her too. <laughs> if Nick will let us, we'll publish a picture on the, uh, on the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And finally, one major, major announcement... Divas, we love you. We hope you love us, certainly enough. For us to make the very, very special announcement that we are launching a Patreon for Big Diva Energy. We trailed it a little while back, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, But we never actually uh, officially launched it. We now have an official Patreon account. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash Big Diva Energy... in case you don't know what a Patreon account is, it's a website designed to allow you to subscribe in some way uh, to donate uh, to a podcast or a project mm-hmm. or something or an artist of some, some kind. There's lots and lots of very worthy people up there. Uh, but we hope that we are worthy of your pennies. Um, so we've we've got a different tiered system of people that can subscribe. Yeah. And obviously what we will be doing with that is rewarding people that do uh, decide that they can find uh, the, the change down the back of the sofa uh, per month just a couple of coffees something like that nothing yeah. major we're not asking for the world but just anything you can spare is always really really appreciated because um, a lot of the equipment we have uh, is very expensive and a lot of the and I don't look <coughs> after it no I... Holly throws it about roll around on it 
but also obviously we we need to spend uh, money on marketing and things like that stuff that basically we need to get the podcast out further and further yeah we'll spread the divas to the people mm-hmm. um so we would absolutely love it if you can spare any money uh, a month that would be great yeah that's always an you option you can also subscribe to the podcast and um and give us a five-star review yeah, That's if you nice if too. you that would be lovely. If you cannot spare any money, and we absolutely uh, understand that in these tricky times, uh, yeah, money absolutely. is not the easiest thing to come by for a yes. lot of people. So if you can't spare that, that's absolutely fine. Uh, no judgment. But uh, if you could possibly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would be amazing because mm-hmm. that is one of the other things that really, really, really helps us keep the pod going, and it helps us keep spreading the word, uh, and it helps people find us. Yeah, so do do that. That would be a dream. Je t'aime. We'll post a link in the show notes, but otherwise that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. So. That's the end of this week. Next week we will be probably getting to the opening credits of Fosse Verdon <laughs> with Martha Matt. Can't As we be. enter part three of Gwen Verdon. <laughs> no, she's actually met Bob Fosse now. It's fully underway. We did a lot of chat about Joe McCracken, and I'm really pleased about that. Yeah. Um, so we get into Bobby. I want to do Chicago. I want to do Chicago. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> That's coming up. Um, and yeah, tell you mates. Go on. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Give us a tweet. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Yeah. And if you've got any change, I'd like that too. <laughs> Dreamy. Bye. Bye.